Welcome to episode 64 of the Worldwide Shelves Pod. Um, back again, weekly pods all the way through the summer to kind of keep you guys a little bit sane, especially through these European championships, especially if you're an England fan because they're not nice. Um, welcome, my guests. First of all, I have Ali. How you doing, my friend? All good, Matt. Um, it's good to be back on the podcast. Uh, I know it's far and few between, so... Yeah, we'll try to come up uh, with some podcasts again. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll be getting everyone on this, th- hopefully this summer, different guests, different shows, and hopefully we'll be able to have a good, some good fun this summer. For sure. And then my next guest, I welcome back, Arrow. How are you doing, my friend? Doing great, man, bro. Yeah, we've just won Germany for the win against Portugal, and I'm buzzing right now, even though... The internationals have been pretty boring. Today was great. Yeah, it was a interesting match, and obviously, poor old Sadiq is probably crying right now because you know Ronaldo flopped, Portugal flopped, and well, that group's a bit wide open now with that result. It looks pretty interesting, anyway. But yeah, um, so we'll get started. Obviously, this pod today, we're going to bring you. All the latest transfer rumors are going to decide what's what's real, what's fake, because especially the last 24 hours, it's been very dramatic for Chelsea fans. Chelsea Twitter has been popping off for, for literally zero reason, whether it's arguing about a West Ham player or going to disaster that we're not going to sign anyone. Um, so we're going to hopefully be a little bit sane. Um, I can't say we will be positive or negative, but... We'll have to wait and see. So we'll start off with, obviously, the big transfer of the summer, Erling Haaland. Um, latest transfer rumours suggest that we've agreed personal terms. Some are saying we haven't agreed personal terms. But it seems like the deal is progressing on slowly but there. Um, Arrow, what do you think about the whole Erling Haaland transfer? Are you happy the way it's progressing do you think it's progressing too slow, and do you think we're going to sign him? Well, when it comes to Chelsea, it, it's never smooth when it comes to transfers. It's always 48 hours FC. We are linked to a player, and then it takes about three to four months to actually get completed. And fair play to us, we've had most of our targets sorted out whenever we go after someone. Uh, and Haaland is a top prospect. Everyone, like every single team right now, wants Holland. He is the biggest property that everyone needs. So if we can get this sorted out, we'd be great. And I'm not surprised that it's taking time because Holland's not gonna be a cheap transfer. He just signed on last year for Dortmund and they're gonna keep try to keep hold of him as long as they can and for as much amount of money as they can. So even if the personal terms are sorted out uh, we still have to negotiate with Dortmund about the asking price, and 150 million pounds is a bit steep right now. So let's see what we can conjure up and what Marina can do to negotiate the price. What what fee would you pay right now for Haaland? If it goes down to around 120 million pounds, I'd be okay with that. Because he is a hot prospect and we really, really need a striker right now, a top striker. Yeah, I think one, for me, I think it'll be tough. I think it'll be a 
hard negotiation. So I think I think it'll be closer to 150, but I do think it'll be around that type of figure. Um, Ali, obviously you've been on Sadiq's stream, so you've kind of mentioned to some of the viewers know your opinions already. But tell me, is Haaland happening or is it not? Um, I think it's happening because I don't feel like Dortmund wants uh, want the extra 17 million or extra 18 million next summer when release closes around 75 million euros. And you know, the wise decision would be, you know, even though after, you know, even even if Haaland stayed at Dortmund, they won't win the Bundesliga, they won't win the Champions League. So I feel like uh, business point of view, it's much better sell him now and make the extra 70 80 million pounds rather than him going you know um for 75 million euros next summer um i feel like it's gonna happen and i feel like abramovich really wants him and that um the transfer wouldn't take as long as the Havertz deal because usually dortmund have that deadline before preseason starts um that they want to get a replacement in so they can get ready for for next season and i really feel that abramovich wants him and he's involved in the negotiations himself and that will yeah get him in the end yeah well that that was what i was going to move on to swiftly um obviously sadiq worldwide chelsea sometimes he comes out of a bit of exclusive news um and his latest exclusive news was that um Erling Haaland transfer preferably needs to be done by July the 24th, which would coincide with the start of pre-season. Um, Ali, do you think that will get done by 24th July? Yeah, I think I think it's definitely possible because Haaland is not playing the Euros, and um, I feel out of all all the transfers that we need to get done, he's the number one priority, and I think the club will be really focused on getting him in now rather than later. So yeah. I feel we'll get it done before that deadline. Yeah, and obviously, you know what transfer deals are like, as we've seen with the Hakimi drama in the last 24 hours. Sometimes deals will just fall through, even if they're getting towards the end. Um, if, by a nightmare, the Haaland deals fall through, yeah. is there any alternatives that you would consider? Obviously, there's been rumours of... Isaac has been linked to Chelsea. He's got a 70 million release clause. Obviously, you've had the Lukaku and Harry Kane rumours that have been going on about. Um, Ali, is there anyone that you would have as an alternative to Haaland, or is Haaland just the one? No, I... For? Yeah, for me, Haaland is the one, and any other striker would be a downgrade on what we have right now. I'd, I'd rather stick with, with the Havertz as our striker, maybe get in a backup striker for Havertz, um, maybe get in Sancho instead of, of Haaland if, if Haaland is not possible or the deal doesn't go through and then we can have uh, you know a winger that can actually create and score at the same time so any other player I feel I feel Lukaku is going to be tough to be done because Inter just need to sell you know one big player and then they'll be fine financially but yeah Lukaku's tough Harry Kane almost impossible Spurs won't sell to us, and I think Man City's number one target is, is Kane. Um, yeah, I don't feel like there is a replacement for Haaland, to be honest with you. Um, I think he should be the priority, and we should go all out for him. 
you know, even if it takes 150 million, I'd definitely pay that. And, you know, we can do like some add-ons or something. So the final package is 150 million. And yeah, that's, that's my opinion on this subject. Yeah, and Arrow, um, do you have any alternatives that you think would be good for Chelsea or are you in kind of in Ali's kind of view of it's Holland or nothing? I'm with Ali here and I would want Holland or nothing. I mean, I could go for Harry Kane, but that's really not realistic right now because Tottenham and Chelsea don't go pretty well with the way that we do business. We just have to look at the Modric transfer embargo or fiasco, whatever you want to call it, that happened just a few years ago. So even when Modric handed it, uh, handed in a transfer request to Spurs, Daniel Levy just said, no, you just can't go to Chelsea. And Madrid actually ended up paying less than what Chelsea offered for Modric. So Harry Kane to Chelsea looks really unlikely. And anyone else apart from Haaland or Kane would pretty much be a downgrade, as Ali said. And I really don't want Lukaku at Chelsea. He's already disrespected us once. Conte really wanted him. We were after him. But he chose Man United over us, so I don't want him right now. I wouldn't want to go after him. I no, would I... want to just go after Haaland. And... Arrow, can I just yeah. say something? I just felt, you know, from what I've heard, you know, I remember listening to a podcast. You know, Lukaku was on Josh Hart's podcast. I don't know Josh Hart. He's an NBA player. And he's a yeah, big for fan. Pelicans. Yeah. He's a big fan of Chelsea, and he had Lukaku once on his on his podcast, and he, he was saying that the Chelsea board were not really convinced by the signing of Lukaku, and maybe that's why he didn't feel you know comfortable going back to Chelsea. But everyone on the United board really wanted him, and I think that swayed his mind to go to United. It's not, I think, much of disrespect to the club. It's just well, look how that turned out for him at United. Yeah, I mean, he went with his instinct that the board wanted him, and look how that turned up. He could have gone to Conte before and could have done really well for us. Instead, yeah. he chose Lukaku, he chose Man United, and the board's expectations, and it didn't go well for him, did it? You know, I feel I feel right now he's a much different player than when he was at United two years ago. To be honest, because I feel he's improved his overall game. That's that's because he's playing in the Serie A instead of the Premier League. No, but even if you watch him for Belgium, yeah, like I don't know if you watched their game against Denmark. He was really involved in the two goals, even though he didn't score or assist. So I feel he's improved his overall game. But yeah, for me, Haaland football is a whole different ball game. So when it comes to club football, yeah, he's not impressed me a lot. For Manu in the Premier League. He wasn't doing really well. And in the Syria, he's been doing well. And even when it came to Champions League, look where it got him. He couldn't perform in the Champions League, nor even in the Europa League. So, nah, I'll pass. Yeah, I mean, guys, before we move on to Hakimi, I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate with you. Obviously, both of you said that for you, it's Haaland or nothing. Any other striker that we get is obviously a downgrade to what we have. But I'd argue, last season we scored, our top goal scorer was seven goals, and that was Jorginho, with all of them being penalties. In the Premier League. 
in the Premier League, yes. But would you would you would you argue that we we aren't scoring a lot of goals? So would would any other striker be a downgrade? I understand that obviously certain players' prices make them not worth it. But would you would you would you say that a downgrade is a bit too much? Well, we can we can't really compare the whole season because we've had two managers with two different philosophies and two ways of playing football throughout the season. So we've played Sammy Abraham as a striker, we've played Drew as a striker, we've played Werner as a center forward, we've played Havers as a false nine. So we haven't really been consistent with the way we played. And I think now that we've found our philosophy on the Tuchel we could do better this season in the Premier League. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I was just playing a little bit of devil's advocate. It wasn't that I was disagreeing with you guys. I was just trying to troll a little bit, just like Steak would always do. I mean, um, who would you want? Uh, apart from Harry Kane or Haaland, maybe Lewandowski? Well, he's not getting any younger. Of course, he's a great player. I love him at Chelsea. But that's just a short-term solution. Or Alexander Isaac? Um, still not convinced. He's done it at the La Liga, but especially, not really at the top especially level. Especially for seventy million, that is really yeah, that, that's a lot to ask for a player who's done it one season and at La Liga. So, you know, you know, the thing is about right Isaac. Now. The thing is about Isaac. I felt if Dortmund were smart, um, they they'd sell Haaland to us and get Isaac in for for his buyback role because. 30 million euros, but there was news coming out of Germany today saying that um, Sociedad are selling that that clause back uh, to Dortmund, and so they cannot officially trigger it anymore. I think Dortmund get a fee like of nine million euros or something like that. So Dortmund well, cannot. For, yeah, clause. Well, I think from what I've heard is that um, Dortmund are looking to go after Marlin, um, yeah, and then obviously that means that. They would no longer be really interested in Isaac, so Ralph Sochdet will look so, to sell. So that is trying to do what uh, Sassuolo did with Boga. Like we had a salon clause for Boga, and they bought it off. So so is are trying to do the same with their buyback clause. Yeah, I mean that that would make sense for them because I think they'd love to make that seventy million. Of course, they they need the finances because they don't really get the chance of making it a big money transfer so if they could have a chance at getting quite a bit of money from Isaac they would want the whole amount instead of trying to having to split it with Dortmund yeah yeah I mean I, I agree I think obviously I was playing a bit of devil's advocate for me I'd, I would agree that I think if you can't get Haaland you just have to try with Kai Havertz and put other people around him um, which we'll kind of get to in the next uh, little debate well I'd say drama because Twitter has absolutely gone crazy in the last 48 hours over this Hakimi news um, it was all looking like it was going to be done deal people were arguing whether it was going to be Sunday announced, Monday announced, Tuesday announced but a lot of French reports last night um, came out, I think it was originally came from Le Ten Sports so obviously in terms of the tiered that's tier 3 unreliable but other tier ones such as Mohamed Bafasi will quote in it as well um, the PSG looking to bid more than Chelsea obviously Chelsea's deal is player plus cash and I think 
Inter Milan would rather have just the cash up front and that Hakimi would choose PSG over Chelsea. Um, Ali, obviously I know you were on the extreme yesterday. Everyone went in a bit of a meltdown. Um, now you, everyone's probably calmed down from the news. How are you feeling about the Hakimi transfer and do you think we'll get him? Look, I said this um, yesterday on the stream. I said that I'm more confident about signing Haaland than Hakimi for some reason. I just feel, I, I don't know, I feel like they just used Chelsea's name, you know, to try and, and push PSG to pay up and, you know, get, get Hakimi because I think he prefers PSG over, over us. Um, and I don't think that's a smart decision, to be honest, because we're the champions of Europe. Our, our squad has crazy potential. He'd fit in at right wing back, you know, perfectly. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know, man. I feel the French media maybe is a bit forced because from what I've, I've read yesterday about Bohafsi saying that um, if PSG bid 70 million euros, then, you know, Chelsea are going to bid 80 million euros. So the key word here is if. He didn't say that PSG are going to bid 70 million euros. So I don't know, man. Let's see. Th this one has done my head in, to be honest, because I feel very back and forth. It's like a, I don't know, like a bidding auction for for him. So, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be an interesting case to come. Yeah, I'm with Ali here. I'm more confident about signing Haaland than Hakimi because I just feel that Haaland is trying to come to us that he actually might agree personal terms with us rather than with some other club. But with Hakimi, even if we get it started with Inter Milan, it's gonna come down to the player itself and agreeing the personal terms because he's all after the glam and personal stardom and everything so I don't think he really wants to come to Chelsea he wants to go to Paris with those Air Jordan deals and where Beckham went to finish off his career and the glam of Paris and the fashion and everything that comes with it so I'm not really keen on signing Hakimi right now but when it comes to Haaland, yeah, I think he's more likely to come to Chelsea than Hakimi is. Yeah, um, it's obviously this question would be open to both of you. Do do we do we really need Hakimi? Do you guys want Hakimi, or do you think it's just seventy million pounds that is it's nice to spend, but we don't really need to? Yeah, I mean, no, I, think... I just feel a bit stupid signing him for a seventy or eighty million pounds right now when we could have got him for forty million euros last summer. From Real Madrid, so I don't, it's forty million though. They're still paying off. They still need to pay off thirty million euros to Real. So I, I don't think it's forty million euros the actual fee. I think it's probably going to be around like fifty-five, sixty million euros that they need to pay back or, or pay in total. Yeah, well, I mean, all all these deals nowadays work in installments, so it could be the forty million and that they've just paid say 10 million starting off and then well, over time they say pay these it. days about transfer fees because there are so many add-ons and everything to the fee structures because now that Inter's won the Premier League the league the Syria so they must have included some kind of clause that that made them play pay a bit more after they won it yeah exactly I mean that 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 happens um but guys, do 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 we need do we need Kimi? 
or is it? I is mean, it, it all depends on Tuchel. Depends on Tuchel. If he if he sees Reese James as a, a right center back rather than a right back or a right wing back, then we definitely need a new right wing back because Espelicueta can't be relied on for the whole season. So, if Tuchel really wants to convert Reese James to a right center back, then we need to go after someone like Hakimi. Yeah, I think for me, for me, Hakimi is the best right wing back in the world. Yeah, um, what he offers, not many players can can do what he does. Uh, for me, I think the right wing back is a bit of a weakness, to be honest, because I feel when we play against low blocks, we really struggle to break them down. You know, Reese Reese isn't really great. You know, trying to play those through balls, or he's not really that creative. He's just mostly just crosses, yeah, and he, he's afraid to play the, you know, the pass forward, you know, the attacking third, and Aspi for me is definitely not a right wing back, um, and that's, I think for, there's a reason why uh, Tuchel played Reese at right centre back at the end of, of this season, because I feel he, do, he doesn't really rate Reese as a top right wing back, so... Yeah, I feel for me, we need to get him in, but he's not the top priority. As I said, striker should be the top priority. But yeah, I definitely need, I think we need Hakimi. But the thing with Reece James is that he's quite young right now and he still has time to develop. So we can develop his game into the kind of player that we want at right wing back. I don't uh, know. He looks, he looks scared to pass forward sometimes. You know, it just frustrates me. He tries to look for the pass forward and then he just passes back. You know, that, I mean, that it of, does look like a timid character, so it might be just coming down to the character he's at and we might be able to mold him into something else. I mean, his game is really good because last season we saw his defensive aspect wasn't that great. But this season under Tuchel at right center back, his defensive capabilities have been really great. Yeah, I always so, think it's, it's. I think it's always something you can work on over time because you look. Yeah, because he's know, really young know, right now. Yeah. He's just what twenty, so still plenty of time to work on his attacking aspects and the runs that he makes and the true balls that he makes. Because we saw he can do true balls as well when he played for Wigan at center at CDM. So. He has, does have the capability. We just need to mold him into something with the system that Tuchel is playing. Yeah, I don't know. For me, I think, you know, we've seen Hudson Adoy play as right wing back. And for me, he's had the best performances at, at wing back, to be honest. When we play against low block teams, I don't, I don't know if you recall the Crystal Palace game. You know, Crystal Palace sit back and very t- they're very tough to break down. And just Hudson Adoy that day was. Was yeah, I mean, that was great. Hudson Odoi at right wing was great against low block teams, but teams no. that actually attack us down the wings uh, are something that we have to be wary about. Because Hudson Odoi looks great because he has the pace, which we lack if we play Espelicueta or Reece James at right wing back. So yeah. he actually me, looks great there. Yeah, for me, Tuchel, Tuchel's right wing back is pretty much a winger, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> if, if, I don't know if you saw the heat map, you know, when Hudson Adoy was playing at right wing back. He's basically. I mean, it depends upon the opponent because when he played Aspiliqueta as the right wing back, we can't say that 
he was using him as a winger. Yeah, Aspi was definitely a lot further back and kind of whip. That's what I think. I think I understand why he used Aspi in a way because Aspi can do them long diagonal walls, and that's what he was doing from deep. So I think for different different formations and different teams, Tuchel likes likes his wing backs do things differently. And I think you look at Hudson Odoi against the low blocks. Yeah, that worked, and he basically was a winger because you need as many players forward as possible. Whereas against the bigger teams, you use Aspi, where he has them diagonal balls that he can sit a bit deeper, so we're not exposed on the counter, but you can still be creative. I think for me, I think Reese James is kind of in the middle of the both of them. He he can do what Hudson Odoi can do to a point. He can do what Aspi can do to a point. I mean, in terms of the attack and balls and the crosses, we we've seen him do it. We know he can do it. He has the ability to do it. The ability is not the problem with Reese James. It's just he doesn't do it enough. Which I think again, that's something that you can easily. T- it, it's gonna. He's young player. As he gets more experience and more confident, I think he'll start doing it a little bit more. I think we just have to be a little bit patient with him in that aspect. I think it's something that will come over time. We'll just have to be a bit more patient with it. But um, my final question before we move on to the final area, well, one of the final areas of the ingoings. Um, if we don't get Akimi, does that kind of blow blow apart this idea of us continuing with a back three or do you think we could still continue with a back three without Hakimi I mean back three has worked wonders for us we won the Champions League playing a back three throughout the whole campaign since Lampard left so I wouldn't want to change that system anyway I mean changing per game according to the team we face sometimes going to a back four might be beneficial but permanently moving away from back three wouldn't be the wisest choice because the team right now are very well dictated at playing with the back three and with the two men that, uh, midfield that we play with the two double pivot. So I don't think we would drastically need to change the system that we play. Just maybe sometimes against some teams we need to be more tactically flexible is all. Ali, do you agree with that? Um, I think in the big games, uh, the back three has done wonders for us, but we struggle a lot against the smaller teams. I think we should play maybe more attacking, you know, have more players forward. So I think we might need to change to a back four in the smaller games because that's those are the games where we've been struggling. Uh, under Tuchel so far, so... But Ali, I think that comes down more to the system, I mean, the personnel rather than the system, because like you said, against Crystal Palace, like against Crystal Palace who played a low block, the personal change actually helped us, instead of the system change. That's why I'm saying you you try to get in Hakimi, because he's the most creative wing-back in the world, and I think he'd help us a lot when we play against those smaller teams. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I do think it's going to be one of the things. I think we will we will see a combination. I think the thing is about the back the back, for, the back four is that against the low block teams, it does just give you that extra attacker on the pitch. And I think where you've got, we've got, we have got so many attackers in our, in our team. Sometimes going to a back four, it's going to allow more of them to play. And I think, it keeps everyone happy in a way. 
So I think it will be a thing where we do, we will swap formations and it will help us be adaptable. Because as Tuchel said before in the press conference, I don't play a specific formation. It's the way I play. So we'll play the same way in each formation. It will just be a little bit different with the players on the pitch, um, which I think could be an advantage to us um, if we can do that um, moving forward. And obviously, if we do go to a back four, there's obviously the big talk of a defensive midfielder coming in. Um, obviously, we all know the England game was on last night and it wasn't the best of games, but we're not going to talk too much about that. But obviously, there was the whole Chelsea fan base defending Declan Rice, a player that's not even our player. It was quite funny because I saw West Ham fans criticising Declan Rice's performance, yet Chelsea fans were trying to defend it. My question to you guys, is Rice the right option? And if he's not, who, what, what signing would you like to see at defensive midfielder? I mean, I wouldn't mind Rice if he came for the right price. But there are other alternatives as well. We could sign Tromeni, we could sign Kelvin Phillips. I mean, Declan Rice shouldn't be just this whole target for us. I mean, we can't be tunnel vision right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I just see a lot of Chelsea fans, certain big um, influencers, and I feel a bit they're, they're a bit too emotional to the player because he's... When I get tough, when I ask, oh, what's so good about Rice? It's the first things that come to mind. Oh, he's Mason's best friend. He's 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 Chelsea. He's he's a Chelsea blood. Uh, he's he was at Cobham, um, and he's I mean, passionate yeah, I've and he's a leader. That. I've seen that. But like, he, I've what's... seen like interviews where he says that his fa- his father is uh, a lifelong season ticket holder for Chelsea. We've seen the interviews where he's shown the Chelsea jersey framed at his home and I mean we're getting too emotional when it comes to Declan Rice we're not thinking about the player we're thinking about a character the player that left us when he was at the academy the player the person who is Mason Mount's best friend the person who is a Chelsea supporter through and through but we're not really looking at the price that comes with buying a player and trying to fit him into a system and looking at all the other alternatives. We're getting carried away with all the emotions. Yeah, I mean, for me, I just I just look at Declan Rice as well. I want to go, especially looking at the England game last night, every time he got the ball, it was side to side, side to side, really slow play. Like I know I understand that England is like that anyway, but I feel he doesn't have the technical ability to do it in a Tuchel system and obviously we've seen like mean, a... you can't just say that England plays like that anyway when the person beside him Kelvin Phillips is bombing down forwards as well as coming back to defend yeah I mean I, I just think as where I've seen him at West Ham as well I do I do I've always had this question mark about Rice is he technically good enough to because Tuchel wants to be progressive that is the whole part of his formation and I, I worry, do, do is deck like you got? You look at Tuchuemi, you look at obviously Locatelli's been recently linked, and they do have that. They do have that defensive aspect about them, but they also have that ability to play progressive pass, passes, play long diagonal balls. And I, I just feel like they're better suits 
and they're much more cheaper. Ali, um, uh, is it is it only me that thinks these two should be the priority and Bryce should be on the back burner? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a tricky question because I know that Tuchel rates uh, Bryce, um, but I don't feel like he's worth the 80 million, you know, supposed price tag for him. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think Chouameni for me is, uh, you know, much better signing for, uh, you know, better value as well. And uh, the thing is uh, with Rice, yeah, I feel he he's just, you know, he has that Premier League experience. Um, you know, he's, he's a physical DM. He is a proper DM, you know. I don't think Chouameni is proper DM. He's more of a all-around midfielder. He can play, you know, all across the, the midfield. But yeah, like, Rice specializes in just sitting in front of the defense, breaking down attacks. But he's got, you know, a glaring hole in his game, which is, you know, trying to play out the back. Um, I've seen stats, I think, from England's last two games. He's actually made only three progressive passes. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that, and I was, I looked at that and was like, "That Which is, is dreadful." Scary. Yeah, it's very scary if, if Tuchel wants to play, you know, attacking football and trying to play out the back. So, I'm a bit skeptical about that aspect of his game. Yeah, and finally, from you guys, um, obviously, you got the these three kind of Locatelli, Tuchemi, Rice seem like they're the three in terms of pole position to sign if you could rate one to three of who you would sign what would what order would it be i'll start with ali um i'd go chuomeni one um locatelli two and rice three and Ara, what 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 would you do agree with ali or would you have a different order i'd go with chuomeni one Second race, second and third with the Locatelli, because I'm really not convinced with Locatelli right now, because he's been performing well at the Euros right now, but during the whole of season from from 2021, um, at Sassuolo he was he's been decent at best. He no, hasn't really caught my eye. He, I mean, been, yeah, from D, from DM, four goals and three assists are is okay stats, but. Is, Brain shooting as well is really good, bro. Like, that's what we're missing as well from midfield. But I think he adds I mean, you can't really go for long range shots uh, with different leagues. He's only just played at Syria and not really it's any other league. So, long range efforts tend to go in, in some leagues and they tend to stay out in other leagues because you've seen Premier League how many uh, shots are just blocked by defenders, they don't even reach the goalkeepers. So, long rangers aren't really something I'm looking forward to when it comes to scouting a player from because another league. Definitely a plus. You know, like a lot of the yeah, it could be a plus. But even with those long range efforts, he just scored four goals. It's not like he's lit up the Syria. I don't know. I feel like his overall game is really good as well. It's not only the with Italy, yeah. With Italy, he has been quite impressive. Yeah, he, he's been impressive and it wasn't even his natural position. He's playing more of a box-to-box position. Uh, I mean, Georgie, to be fair, so, he has played as a CM 
quite a few times with Stas Follower as well as a DM. But yeah, primarily he has played as a DM. Yeah, yeah I mean, for me, I, I'm probably going to go with the same as Arrow. Um, just that's purely because I just I haven't seen enough of Locatelli to judge whether he is better than Rice. From what I've seen at the Euros, if, if he does play like this consistently, then I think I, Locatelli would be a solid second choice. For me, I, I, I kind of have a very soft spot for Tuichirami. I think he's a very good player we could have. And what we're forgetting is we do have Billy Gilmore, who did play really well last night. And if you're looking at the Rice versus Billy Gilmore show, Billy Gilmore run Rice off the park. Um, so we, we've got to remember, obviously, he may go out on loan this season. If he comes back, then I think you've got a point of where Tuchuemi and, and Billy Gilmore can really have a good fight, and they'll both be looking for rotational squads until Jorginho, who obviously is 29, Kovacic is 37, uh, 37 27, um, Kante is into his 30s now. They, they won't be, they, I don't think there's going to be that long until they go, so I think they'll be kind of the stepping stone into it after. Um, but I, ju- I just think Rice will just definitely, if he comes in as well, He'll want to start near enough every game, especially with an 80 million price tag. So I feel like them two could be the options um, we could use for a cheaper price and would just help us have more money for Haaland, in my preference. Um, But there you go. Um, Before we move on to the outgoings, um, recent rumours last night linked us to Sergio Ramos. Obviously, he's rumours saying that he's going to go to Paris or London. So it's going to be a basically a Chelsea versus PSG match okay. again. Where he, there's also chances he might go to Manchester. I don't think he'd go with Pep. I, I, I mean, he could go United. I don't. I just don't. I don't uh, see him. Not, I don't think Pep. him. I mean, him. And, yeah, I was going to say. It'd be funny to see uh, Ramos and, Ro- and uh, Maguire in the same defence. Oh, yeah. That would just be an op. That would be awesome. I, I just wait, want to see Jamie Vardy run past both of them. It'll be like Mbappe and Hummels all over again. But, I mean, you guys, is Ramos worth it? Yeah, I just, I, I, I'm not sure about this one. What do you guys think? I mean, if he agrees to compromise on the wages, that'd be fine. But at the current wage structure that he's at, I mean, it's a bit ridiculous for us to pay that kind of wage to a player who's not going to be with us for a long time. I mean, he's not even going to be a star of the show. And you know the kind of wages he's, he was at at Real Madrid. And if he demands something of a similar wage uh, or something even more, I don't think it'd be worth it. But if he does agree to compromise on the wage, then, of course, I'd want him at Chelsea. He's a good squad player. Yeah, I mean, I, I did I did have people talking about this because I was like, oh, we could do what... Um... Silver did and go down to a hundred grand, which I think Silver took like a 60, 50, 60 percent pay cut to come to us, which is fair enough. But then again, Silva and Ramos are totally different characters. Silva is really down to earth, while Ramos is kind of a brunt character. So, yeah, and I mean, I, I looked up, I decided to look up the exact wage structure that he has just to see what he's going on about. And Ramos is currently on a basic wage of £338,000 per week. And he was willing to take only a 10% pay cut at Real Madrid, which would put him down to 300000 that, 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 that would make him our highest paid player. I mean, that was, he was willing to take a wage cut 
only because of the COVID situation and they really had no choice. But yeah, exactly. moving to a I new think... club, I don't think he'd want to compromise on a... Yeah, even and on even, even if he does that... take more of a wage, you know there's going to be a signing-on fee that's going to be huge. Exactly, and not to mention that he has an agent as well whom we have to pay off. Exactly. Um, Ali, do you, do, you, do you see any light in this deal or do you, do you, do you agree with me and Arrow and you think it's just not, bo- not to bother with it? I, I don't think he's going to join us, to be honest with you. I think he's destined for PSG um, because they can actually offer him that, that money and you know, it would probably be a much easier league for him because considering his, all, all his injuries and stuff, um, for me, I'm, anyway, I'm 50-50 on this. I'm not really sure we should go ahead, even if there was a chance to get him. Um, I feel, yeah, he is, he is Sergio Ramos. I mean, he's won everything. Um, you want that kind of personality leading your team. Um, you know, he's, he's a great leader. Um, but the thing is, if we play with three at the back next season as well, um, I don't know how he fits in because from what I've seen, when he's played three at the back, he, he hasn't been great. And the fact that you, you have Silva and Ramos and maybe Rudiger if he stays, I don't know. I, I just don't feel that combination works well. I even think, I even think as a, if you were going to play a back four, you can't, you couldn't have Silva and Ramos in the same team. You, when you look at, when you look at centre backs, you look at centre back pairings, and they don't fit. Yeah, uh, I don't feel like we should really bother, you know, trying to go I for mean, him. So. When it comes to technicality, Ramos would do well in a three-man defense with uh, him playing as a wide centre back because he wasn't a fullback before, but he's lost the pace right now. I mean, technicality is great, but. The, pay, the lack of pace is a concern. Yeah, yeah, I, I think I think it's a rumor that we're, we're, we're being linked with, but I don't I don't think we're serious, and I, I I don't think we should pay too much more attention to it personally. Um, and we've we've all agreed at why it's a bad idea. There's not really many positive for me, um, and we'll have to wait and see. Um, I mean, what they're seeing in the tuple is that we we're pretty well set defensively. It's the attack that we should be worried about and try to strengthen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've got Haaland to pay for, which is enough as it is. And obviously with that, we'll move straight on to the outgoings because we will need to uh, spe- save some money to afford Haaland. And obviously we've got a number of players um, linked with moves away. Obviously we'll, we'll kind of go through the outgoings a bit quicker um, because there's too, not too much to say. Uh, so the first guy, Bakayoko, latest reports, linked with Napoli, linked with AC Milan. A couple of weeks ago, there was a link with Atletico Madrid, but that's died down. Uh, 15, 20 million is the apparent price tag. Ali, Arrow, one question, do you think he's going to leave or do you think it's going to be another loan spell? I think, for me, he needs to leave. I don't, I don't know can actually loan him out anymore. Does he have one or two years left on his contract? I think it's two years. But it could be one. I'm not actually 100% sure. I don't know. If we can get a loan with obligation to buy them, yeah, but 15, 20 million is more than enough. <laughs> Just get rid of. And Arrow, I mean, do, you, do say, you think he'll go? 
I mean, it's not about what I think right now, but I'm just hoping that he leaves this season. I really, really hope that he leaves this season for us as well as his, for his own career. Because he's just wasting his time with us, going on loans to different clubs. He needs to settle down at a single club. Because going out at this age is not really good, going on different clubs, on different loans. So I hope that we sell him this season to for a decent amount. I mean, 20 million pounds for Bakayoko would be a great deal, even if we're losing half the amount of price that we paid Monaco. Yeah, the loan the loan fees actually would well the loan fees currently nearly already pay off what we paid for him, let alone what we get for him. I I, I think twenty fifteen, twenty million is perfectly fine. What I'm hoping is obviously Gattuso is currently out of a job and he looks like he there there was slight rumours that he could go to Spurs. Obviously they have died down now, but could you imagine Gattuso goes to Spurs, we sell him for 15 million to Spurs, and then Spakioko, disaster class, sink Spurs even more. How brilliant would that be for all Chelsea fans? Uh, I still wouldn't want to sell anyone to Spurs. Just well, I, I, I wouldn't mind selling Bakioko if he flops him again. Still, I wouldn't want to sell anyone to Spurs. Just out of spite. Yeah, true. Um, Moving on to next player, um, Olivier Giroud. Now, obviously, it's been going on for the last two weeks that he's supposed to go to AC Milan. I think AC Milan is just trying to haggle how much they pay for him right now. Apparently, Giroud's agreed all his part, and it's just coming between the next clubs. Should be announced next week. Um, do you, you, are we all in agreement that Giroud will leave, and are we happy about him leaving? No, of course not. He's done... Yeah, he's been, you know, the ultimate professional. He's been great whenever you know, he scored some clutch goals for us. Um, I think the the option to extend his contract was just activated to sell him for a fee and not lose him yeah. on a free transfer. So, yeah, he's been a very good servant for us. You know, he's well worth the money that we pay for him. He's won. He's won a lot with us, Europa, FA Cup, Champions League. So, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be a nice day when he leaves. But, yeah, thanks for all the services that you've done. Yeah, I mean, when I, when I said about are we happy with leaving, I, I didn't mean that in a way that um, I'm happy with Giroud leaving. I mean, I, I just meant in terms of happy he goes to play good game time, we get a bit yeah. of money for him. I mean, just, for, me, he's, for me, he's definitely a cult hero in terms of, Chelsea folklore. Definitely, he's a hero to us, and props to him for the service that he's provided us because he's been phenomenal from the FA Cup run to the Europa League, where he was the top scorer, and this season's UCL as well, where he was the top scorer. I mean, that's a bit deceptive, but then again, the goals against Sevilla and Atletico Madrid were really crucial. So, props to him, and he didn't really need to sign that that one year. Uh, extension this summer with us, but still he did it so that we could at least get some kind of money from AC Milan instead of him going for free. So he's been brilliant for us. He's definitely a cult hero, if not proper hero for Chelsea. I mean, he's a legend anyway. He's won the Champions League for us. He's won the Europa League for us. He's won the, the FA Cup for us. He's been top scorer in competitions. So, I mean, there is no way that you can say that Giroud has not been 
great for us. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think hopefully he'll go he'll go down as a cult hero, and we'll just speak every time we hear Giroud's name. We'll speak about the positivity of Chelsea and not him being at Arsenal. Uh, moving on to, I'm going to put all these three players in one because they're all kind of being linked to the same club in the same situation. Um, Alonso, Emerson, and Zafa Costa all linked to Inter Milan. Um, just a quick one from you guys, Ali. Which one yeah. do you, do you think any of them will sign for Inter Milan, or do you think it'll be one or two? I don't think so. Emerson being linked to Napoli recently instead of Inter Milan. Uh, Inter Milan deal was something that we were offering Inter Milan players uh, in exchange for Hakimi and a bit of cash. So without the Hakimi deal, I think um, I don't think he's gonna go to Inter Milan without us getting Hakimi. Yeah, but do you, do you think any obviously Inter Milan will then get that money for Hakimi? Hopefully, do you think they'll? use any of that money to get either of them free or do you think it's just linked to the Hakimi in terms of Chelsea's partners they're the reason they're being linked they've been interested all three of them it's just depended on on the manager who was there what kind of system that he played I think right now for Inzaghi I've I've read that he prefers Alonso um, because I think he plays three at the back as well and Emerson isn't that great at wing back? Um, I've read as well that Zapacosta, um, Zapacosta's agent, has met with Inter as well uh, because they've lost Ashley Young. They're gonna lose Hakimi, so they need to get another fullback in. Uh, yes, but I can uh, definitely see one or two of them going to Inter this summer. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope we can get a. Uh double deal with Alonso and Zappacosta and get some good money in for um, and get wages off the bill as well because that will get some good wages off the bill um, huge for for Haaland if we sign him because I think we're going to break the wage structure for him yes definitely I think that's one play worth breaking the breaking the uh, wage structure for uh, I'm going to pair these two players as well because they've both been linked on loan to the same club Ruben Loftus-Cheek and Kepa, both been linked to Sari's Lazio. Um, obviously, only one of them can go. So, which one would you want to go to Lazio and why? I'll start with Ali. Is it one, though? Because I think it's a Premier League where you're allowed to only loan one player to a certain club. I think maybe in, in a different league it doesn't matter. I'm not really sure. I wasn't so. sure. I always thought it was one. But if it is two, would you want both of them to go there? Yeah, I think you know you cannot keep Kepa as your backup keeper when you pay seventy million euros for him. Um, I felt you know Ruben was unreal under Sarri, and I think he might be the manager to get him back to his best. You know, after that bad injury, um, I can see Kepa as well going to Lazio because I think their keeper who, who used to perform well for them, Strakosha. Uh, He's not even playing anymore. He's benched. I think they're looking, you know, to get a goalkeeper in. And if we can get like an option to buy, you know, for 25, 30 million euros, that would be great. If we can get that, we can get that. Yeah, Arrow. Do you think? Do you, would you agree with Ali? Do you think both of them should go out on loan to Lazio? Yeah, uh, if 
there is an option for both of them to go. I would want both of them to go to Lazio, especially Loftus Cheek, because he was phenomenal under Surrey. And there are multiple reasons for Surrey to want Loftus Cheek back with him. So Loftus Cheek looks likely. Uh, as for Kepa, I think there's still a bit of bad blood between Kepa and Surrey. So. That might just be more of a speculation than actual interest from Sari's part. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would want Kepa to leave on loan to Lazio, but I just feel personally that it's a bit unlikely. Yeah, I agree with you, Ara. I do think Loftus-Cheek will definitely happen. I think it's a matter of Tuchel will want to see him at the start of... um pre-season but I think he will eventually go out on loan to Lazio and I think he'll do really well out there and show us the real Ruben Loftus-Cheek and show the people that want to sell him um, why we shouldn't sell him um, and I do agree I do think I just look back at the Carling Cup final and what Kepa did in Sari's time he, he Kepa cost Sari a uh, League Cup medal so why would he Sorry ever want him back? Sari was about to walk off the stadium. Exactly. He could have quit his job there and then. And the thing that he would really have to persuade the Lazio board to get Kepa on, because Kepa is on quite a big wage for a club like Lazio. Yeah, I, I do think if we got him on loan to them, we'd pay a majority of his wages. Because um, I think that's the only way we're getting him out on loan to any club. Um, yeah, I don't think any club would want to pay all of his wages, let alone get him for a transfer fee. And then, yeah, I, I, yeah. So let's hope, let's hope we can get them out and we can get more people off the um, wage bill, off the just out on loan because we we don't oh want God, to super late. Is squad. With us, isn't he? He's only got one year left, so. We only have one more year of drink water, and then he's off the wage bill. Um, but the one player we, we're going to talk about before we say our farewells to another player, um, Hakim Ziyech, obviously just come last year, hasn't had the greatest of seasons, not really gone in the squad. People are arguing he's not suited to Thomas Tuchel's system. And he's been linked with a number of Serie R clubs over the last few weeks. Um Arrow, would you consider letting Ziyech go? No, I don't think Ziyech goes this season because Tuchel's just getting started on the squad and he had limited time to get things sorted out so he could not really get everyone the chance and had to go with whatever was working at the time because he had to get to the knockout stages through, uh, through the wins and he couldn't Sacrifice top four in the name of experimenting with the squad. So I think he's here stayed with us because he has done pretty well. He, it's not like he has been phenomenally bad for us, even on the two hole, because he has scored quite a few goals with uh, the goals against City being crucial. I mean, both the goals against City and he does create. He does provide a bit of creativity to our squad, which we sometimes lack. And him coming on at later stages of a game to open up a low block is something that we could use. And I don't think we should deplete our squad when it comes to quality players. 
we need to have a, quite a big squad because we'll be fighting on many fronts next season. We'll have to fight for the Premier League, the FA Cup, the Carling Cup, or the Carabao Cup, whatever you call it these days, the Champions League that we have to retain, the Club World Cup that we have to play. So I don't think we'll, we're going to let go of players that we could actually use and are going to be valuable to us. Yeah, Ali, do you, do you agree with that? Or do, do you think there's a price that you would let him go for? I mean, I like Ziyech. I feel like we haven't seen the best of him. You know, he's, he's he was injured, I think, beginning of the season. Then he came in and he, he was playing really well. He's probably our best player during that time. Um, you know, I think in October, November, when Lampard was still here, he's probably our most important attacker back then. And then he got injured again. And he just didn't really regain that form. But he still scored some, you know, very big goals for us in the Champions League. Um, and against the City as well in the league. Uh, I feel we still, yeah, like I said, we, we still haven't seen the best of him. And I would like to see more, you know, more of him playing next season. I think he offers something different. He's got the X factor, you know, the unpredictability in his game, you know, he can play like crazy pass, you know, um, and break through defenses. Um, you know, I think we're, we're also lacking like a left-footed winger, which he, he is. Um, and I think if, if we, uh, we're going to lose him, then we need to bring in another left-footed winger, which is tough to, to find in this market right now. So I'd, I'd stick with Ziyech. For next season, at least, and because I always say, you know, first season for a new player, you know, new league, new team, new surroundings, you know, different conditions, and once the player gets used to that, then we'll probably see the best of him. So I'd stick with with Ziyech. Yeah, I agree. I think for me, if obviously if a club comes in and they they offer forty, fifty million for him, I think. To, in terms of a business aspect, I think that's hard to say no. Considering I don't, he's a, I don't think that's happening though. I don't think. Yeah, I, I, I am, I am just speculating in terms of that. Say, it. but I, I don't think any club will offer forty, fifty million for Ziyech. But if that fee came in, I'd probably say, yeah, why not? But I, I do, I do agree. I think we still have yet to see what Hakim Ziyech can do, um, and it's a bit harsh to sell someone after one season, especially in COVID time when. It's hard to sell. It's hard. It's hard to adapt as it is to the Premier League. Um, no, obviously, it's even harder now. Yeah, the thing is, yeah, we've said that you know we'll give Timo and Kai, you know, this season, you know, just to get used to the league, and then we'll see the best of them next season. Why can't we say that about Ziyech as well? Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, you'd argue Ziyech had the toughest time. You look at obviously March. Last year was when Eredivisie ended. It never came back on the other leagues. So he went six months without playing that point. He then got injured in pre-season, kept him out for six weeks. He came back, done really well for a few games, then got injured again through the Christmas period. And then by the time he got back fit, a new manager comes in and then suddenly he's looking at adapting to a new system and Obviously, that's so hard for a player. So he has barely played, in my opinion, and that's that must be so hard for any player. So I think if we can get some good consistent game time with him, I think we can really get um, some good 
some. I, I think we can see the best of Ziyech. Yeah, so I, I think we'll have to. Yeah, I agree see. with that. I don't think um, it's wise to sell him this season directly after like having him for one year and majority of which he had been injured and we have changed managers mid-season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think there's rumours about it and I, I, I don't think they're anything. I think they're all coming from tier three, tier four journalists. Yeah, it's, so. it's all rumours. Like, yeah, it's not, like it's not too much. We are interested in Warner and all that shit. Oh, that that made me laugh, and certain <laughs> certain members of the worldwide Chelsea community um, believe that was legit. So um, we won't say any more than that. And we'll <laughs> we'll we'll move on. Obviously, we're talking about outgoings, um, a lot of potential outgoings, and there has been one outgoing this week that's been confirmed. Um, the youth prospect for Kaya Tamori uh, has decided to join AC Milan. Um, on a five-year deal, £28.5 million uh, paid to Chelsea Football Club. Um, a, a, one one of the youth boys gone. Um, Arrow, Ali, I'll just give you the time to both of you kind of say your farewells to Kyle Tamori. Um, what can you say about his career? Give us some highlights. Arrow, you want to go ahead or you want me to say first? You can go ahead. Yeah. So for me, I think you know losing Tomori for that, you know that fee, which is like around 25 million pounds, which is a steal for Milan. I really rate him highly. You know, for me, when Lampard was in his first season, uh, that combination with Zuma was our best, you know, pairing at the time. Um, and I really felt you know he could really push on and you know play consistent football. But for some reason, you know, he had one bad game against Bournemouth and Lampard really, you know, never gave him another chance again. He really froze him out and, you know, he was he really trying to fight for his place in the summer as well. You know, I think we were trying to sell Rudiger and, and keep Tomori, but um, we couldn't sell Rudiger and I think that was a good choice looking back at it now, but um, I really wish we didn't put that option to buy clothes for so much uh, for so little money um, you know he's been a Chelsea player since he was a kid you know Chelsea through and through he's played in all the age groups you know he's, he was the ultimate professional never complained um, I think he's gonna be a big loss for this club uh, going forward so yeah I wish him I wish him all the best and maybe something yeah, I agree with Ali there that we shouldn't have sold him for such a low amount. Like twenty five million pounds for our top quality centre back is quite low for the current market that is going on. So And I'd also wanna emphasize that we don't include buyback losses, which is a big fault from us. Because we have regret selling players early on in their careers and then not being able to get them back when we want them. So I think we should have at least included the buyback clause, which uh, wasn't possible because it was a clause that we included a loan to sell to the club with an obligation to buy. But then again, yeah, I really wanted tomorrow to stay because, like Ali said, Last season, he was quite well, quite good for us. He, with alongside 
Zuma, he was doing quite well, even with the essence of Zuma, he had the pace as well as the quality going back. So, but it is what it is. He's sold now. He is an AC Milan player, and I'll always remember that goal against Wolves that he scored, that screamer. So, yeah, I mean, for me, just to add to that, obviously. He is one of the Cobham boys, so obviously a lot of Chelsea fans do have that kind of I mean, emotional no hard feelings for, for him, and we would all love, love to wish him a great career ahead of him. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, for me, the, high, the highlight, whenever I think of Tamori, I think back to the whole City game. Was it Holt or Wolves? I always forget. I know it was a team in the yellow kit. I think it was, Wolves. it was Wolves. Hull yes, was, it was Wolves. Wasn't in the Premier League for yeah. quite a long time. I, I don't know why I thought Hull. I, ju- I just think yellow kit and first thing I thought of was Hull. Oh. But yeah, so Wolves. Um, and he obviously had that ferocious strike that I'm sure every one of us was absolutely going crazy for that. Um, that wonderful strike. And, he, and he, he, he did provide many great moments. You look back at Ajax. <laughs> like that cry turn against Ziyech. Oh, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> that was sorry, sorry, sorry to Hakim for bringing <laughs> it up, but um, yeah, that that was that was great from Fick. Um And yeah, I I think he's going to have a great season. I think he's going to redevelop under uh, AC Milan. Maldini really rates him. I think it is a big loss for Chelsea. I do think we're a bit lucky because we do have people like Mark Gray and Mayamba, and with we we seem to be scouting every young centre back on the planet at the moment. So. I think we'll be we we won't miss. I don't think we'll miss him as much as the Kevin De Bruyne's, the Salas, the Lukaku's. But I think it is a bit of a a silly fee. But on the on the other end of it, it is a it is money in the bank for Haaland anyway. Um, and every 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 penny is going to help um, in that saga. And if it means that money goes to Haaland and we get Haaland, I don't think too many people will be unhappy of it. But the amount that. It is twenty-five million pounds. That'll all go to Mina Raiola. Yeah, that 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 will just pay that will just pay the agent fee. But yeah, um, obviously, as as you guys have echoed, uh, thank you for Kyo for being at the club, putting your heart, sweat, and brow into this club, making us. And you were you you was on the journey. Obviously, you didn't play too much, but you was involved in the team that. Eventually went on to win the Champions League, um, and you, you have provided a lot of success. I mean, I remember watching you back in Youth Cup finals, and you—he—you—he you, you, you was brilliant. And I—I I, I will never forget his contribution to the club. Uh, so yeah. thank and you. It made me quite you. sad that he couldn't get a Champions League winners' medal, whereas all his other mates at Chelsea had. Yeah, that 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 really made me sad, and I always thought. Maybe at that point, do you look? Did, would he look at the Champions League winning and see him winning that? And does he go, well, maybe I do want to stay. But at the end of the day, he's gone. And I think we'll, we'll have to we accept the fact that he's gone. And, and we'll just have to... We'll, we'll wish, as I said, we wish him the best. All the hope in the future. And hopefully he becomes that world-class player that we all um, hoped he would be. Um, do you have anyone else have anything else to say before we finish? Yeah, man. Not I, really. I think just this is great. 
where you're ahead of him. You know, we sign Haaland, we get Hakimi in, bro. Like, our squad would be insane, and the potential that we have is we can dominate for years now. Yeah, definitely. I think it's time for the board to finally um, to build on that success. We saw it in 2013, we saw it in 2017, and even to a point in 2010, 2011, where we, we got success and we didn't actually we didn't actually build on it. So, um, I mean, that was a completely different situation. That was an end of an era. Well, this is just the beginning of an era. There was well, players I'd, I'd coming argue, to the spotlight of the careers, while wasn't. these are just at the dawn. I'd argue the Conte season wasn't. I mean, I'm not talking about the Conte season. Uh, it's about 2013 and how we have been on a downward spiral since then. Yeah, but even then, I think you look at it. We, we obviously in the first season we bought Costa, Fabregas, and I can't remember who the third player was, but we bought someone yeah, else. They, they all came two years later. Costa, Fabregas. Uh, that season we bought Hazard and Oscar, and the next season we bought William. And oh yeah, then of course, we yeah. Costa and Fabregas. Yeah, I'm thinking of 2015. I'm not thinking of 2013. Why am I saying? Yeah, I, I meant 2015 because that was when we won the league. Yeah. Obviously, we, we Mourinho won us the league at that point. Um, with the players, obviously, you got Costa, Fabregas, etc. And then all we bought was Pedro. And that 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 frustrated me. I think whenever we've won something, don't say that. Years, we, we didn't we didn't just buy Pedro. We oh, also of course, yeah, Pato. Alexander Pato, remember? Oh, don't 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 start me on that. We also got Radamel Falcao on loan. Remember? Yeah. Thank you, thank you for that. They 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 provided so much for our club. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. We don't we don't we've never really invested. Oh, 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 oh we're forgetting Papi Gilabodji. Oh, Papi Gilabodji, best player at Chelsea Football Club. The legend, the man, the legend himself, Papi. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think that will be a nice time to end the podcast. Or after speaking about Papi Gilabodji, uh, obviously. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's been it's been it's been a wonderful podcast. Um, we we covered quite a lot of the transfer news. I think we covered near enough everything that I wanted to, um, and it was nice to have you guys on. Uh, first of all, Ali, thank you for coming on. Thank you for hosting us, Max. It was you know the hour flew by really quickly. So looking forward to more podcasts this summer. Yeah, definitely. And um, Arrow. Thank you again for coming on. It's been a couple of weeks since I've had you on, but I'll definitely get you on, you guys on again. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to be on, and thanks for hosting the wonderful podcast that we're on. And like Ali said, an hour goes by like we don't even realize when time flies when we're talking about football together. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I did. I kept looking time, and I was like. Yep, it's gone. It's going through so quick, but obviously, I hope the viewers also see it as time flies, um, and hopefully, I don't see it as too much of a boring podcast. Keep listening, but thank you all for listening to this podcast. Obviously, we're going to be back every week. We're going to switch up. We're going to have Ali Arrow on. We're going to have Corey, Marv, Jesters, all the regulars. We're also going to be getting some 
um, new guests on every week, one special guest, uh, dropping it with Arrow, dropping it with Ali. Obviously, depending on time zones, we'll have to fit certain guests with that, certain people. Um, but prepare, as I, as I said on Steak Stream, when Faroe's part his exclusive news, prepare <laughs> to be excited. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, we'll stay, obviously, stay tuned. We'll bring out a new episode next week. We'll have a special guest, but we'll announce on Twitter about midweek. Um, and to finish, up the shelves. <laughs> <laughs>